Welcome to the MetaZen Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. Episode 25, The Power of Self-Belief. Welcome to the MetaZen Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential. Welcome to episode 25. Y'all, I'm so excited and I'm geeked up because I set a goal to release 30 episodes by the end of this year. And this was like back in September when I first started. And I thought it was very ambitious. It actually is and was. And it kind of scared the hell out of me. But I'm only five episodes away. And the year is almost over and I'm just a few steps away from completing this goal and we're into the new year with new goals. So I'm just thankful for that. I'm also thankful for you. I'm thankful for all of y'all that are continuing to support this podcast. It is lit and it means the world to me. I still kind of blush every time I log in. I see how many plays and listeners and people that are joining me and, and rallying in this mission and rallying for this podcast. It is beautiful. Anyway, today's episode, we will be talking about me, myself, and I, or you and yourself, if you will. And we're talking about believing in yourself because, like I said before, so many of us, I see it in you and myself included where we want to change so bad. We really, really want to change. We want to do it differently. We just don't know how, but so much of that starts with believing. All of it starts with believing in yourself. If you don't have that self-belief, nothing is possible and no one's going to be able to believe in what that's for you to take action and do what you have to do to get where you're going. You know, sometimes they start off that way, but you become dependent and relying on everybody else's validation and belief in you, and you don't want it that way. If this is your first time here, hey, 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 welcome, welcome. How you doing? How you doing? Glad to meet you, and you know, enjoy the show. And if you're coming for the first, I mean, if you're coming back and joining us for another episode, what's up, cuz? <laughs> how you been? What's going on? How's your December going? And how you feeling? How was work? How's the business? How are the children? How is your relationship? How is all of it? Great, I hope. Anyway, in the first segment, we're going to be talking about having the wrong attitude and being in the wrong ecosystem when it comes to the wrong ecosystem emotionally, when it comes to believing in yourself. In the second segment, we're going to talk about how you need to release the I can't statement. And in the third segment, we're talking about how you're never too young or too old to get started. So, you know, these are all pivotal pieces to me that brings together this episode. And we're going to talk about this more and more as we go along. But let's jump into it and get this sucker popping. Let go. (laughs) 
Mark Victor Hansen said, don't wait until everything is just right. It will never be perfect. There will always be challenges, obstacles, and less than perfect conditions. So what? Get started now. With each step you take, you will grow stronger and stronger, more and more skilled, more and more self-confident, and more and more successful. It's my experience and observation that as humans, we can carry a pretty large fear, you know, when it comes to what we use our time for or just wasting our time in general. For example, we can have someone that can be 30, 40, or even 50 years old, and maybe they want to go back to school to get their degree or to get their master's or their bachelor's or PhD, what have you. But, you know, when it comes to approaching these kind of goals, these are things that can take two, four, or more years, depending on how long it takes you. And we can come from a place of, I don't want to give my time to this thing because I don't want to sacrifice four years of my life you know, just to do this. And the reality is you're going to be four years older, two years older, however long it takes you to do that thing. The time is still going to pass. Are you going to allow the time to pass and be someone that doesn't have a degree when you really want a degree? Or do you just want to keep that time freed up for indecision and procrastination? Because if you're anything like me, I've spend a lot of time, you know, wasting time in the past, not wanting to go after things that I want to do, not wanting to feel like I'm wasting my time or chasing things because I don't want to go after it and fail. I don't want to risk going after it and failing and then feeling like I wasted my time when really you were going to age anyway and lose that time. So you were going to lose it anyway. Losing at home, sitting on the couch, watching TV, hanging out, drinking at the bar, or you were going to be in somebody's classroom studying and making something of yourself. Believing in yourself truly is an attitude that you develop over time. You know, in all the successful people that I know and all the successful people that I've studied and researched, it's very consistent that self-belief is an attitude. It's something that you just kind of garner over time and experiences and failures and just all the things you gather that makes you who you are. You know, sometimes you have to fail a lot to get to that uh, place where you're successful. Sometimes you have to be told no 50 times before you get that one yes that makes all the difference. I think about times when I was a kid and I had wonderful, fantastic teachers that really instilled confidence and excellence into me, greatness into me, just beautiful teachers that believed in me, affirmed my power, and really made me feel extraordinary as a student, made me feel like a genius, made me feel like I could do anything. And those things always change, those moments, those experiences change my life because with all the things that I've done, you know, one of the things that I pride myself on as a person more than anything really is being a student and being a self-learner, someone that self-educates, someone that's a lifelong learner. And I really have my teachers to thank, you know, I feel like I was actually a pretty confident kid and you know, I was around plenty of people that didn't particularly care for it or felt like I probably shouldn't have been confident. But 
you know, when I can't please mama or I can't please dad or please my brother or my sisters or whoever like that, I can please myself and I can please my teachers when I'm getting straight A's, when I'm being a part of the spelling bee, when I'm doing all types of beautiful things and winning awards. So many of us, we are born into families with average parents or less than average parents who are toiling with all types of limiting beliefs and, you know what I'm saying, toxic or negative conditioning. And we inherit that stuff. They pass it on, you know, and we lose sight of our power. We disconnect from our power and our potential. You know, I remember there were times growing up where my mama used to get on me for walking with my head up. And, you know, just, you know, sometimes I kind of would exhibit positive or confident body language. And, you know, she'd be like, get your head out the sky. Stop walking like, you know what I'm saying? Stop standing like that. And, you know what I'm saying? And it seemed like there times like that she had an issue with me presenting myself or displaying myself as confident. And I knew it wasn't about her being jealous of me, anything like that. But as a kid, that's what I thought. I think with her, it was just that thing of she probably saw something that she couldn't connect with or something that she couldn't quite define or label in me. And she don't know how I got there and made her uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Which I can totally respect as an adult now. But so many of us grew up under people or, you know, grew up around people who lack that sense of self-belief, who hasn't went anywhere in life, who has you know, live the regular mediocre life where you go to school, have some kids, get married, and that's just it. And then you spend the other, you know, you probably do this before you even get out of your 20s. And then you spend the remaining of your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, and however much time you got left just at that level, you know? And it's nothing wrong with that. I think it's a beautiful thing for anyone who chooses that. But I don't think that's for everyone. We need to leave room for people to make their own decisions and to choose their own paths. It really takes being accountable for your own decisions and knowing that you might have you might have absorbed the wrong things or counterproductive things, you know, about confidence or you know what's possible possibilities from your family, but you don't have to continue to do that. They showed you the wrong thing, but you are an adult and you don't have to continue to do or exhibit that behavior. It's really, t- you know, it took me a long time to understand that, you know, whatever I feel or know myself to be capable of or not capable of, either way, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And it's the same way with you. When you get on the page where you can understand whatever comes out of your mouth, whatever you feel like you can do, whatever you feel like you can handle or whatever goals you want to accomplish, if you feel like you can do it, you can and you will. And if you feel like you can't, you won't. Even if you say that you can, but you don't believe it, you know what I mean? (laughs) The subconscious mind is going to really dominate the situation. You won't end up doing it. So it really takes lining up with who you want to be and what you want to accomplish. What level of excellence do you want to create or establish? And then allowing your behavior and your actions and the way you act to align with that. So if you want to be a professional football player, if you want to be a college professor, you know, if you want to be a firefighter, a hairstylist, start acting like one. What do they do on a day-to-day basis? You know, if you want to be a hairstylist, spend half your day or most of your day cutting hair or 
braiding hair or whatever and just really get in the psyche, get in the mindset. And as you start to take those actions, your body will start to optimize your movements, your thoughts, and prime you more for that kind of behavior and get more in tune. It'll just start to recognize, damn, he or she or they do this behavior a lot. We need to make this easier so the next time they do this, it can feel more seamless and we can make more room so we can do other things with this same level of ease. When it came to creating this podcast, I had to get clear that for me to run and operate this podcast in a successful and productive fashion, I would have to be the producer. I would have to be the host. I would have to be the speaker. I would have to be the marketer. I would have to be all of it. So, you know, it really took me getting to a place where I recognized I had to wear all these hats. And I tried to, I had a moment of trying to get all the answers and not wanting to start until I had all the answers. But I remember, and it rings in my ears all the time, and I write it down on my whiteboard all the time, that Mel Roberts said, action creates belief. Whatever it is that you want to believe in this life, whatever it is that you want to believe, whatever desires you want to achieve or conjure up, it takes belief, it takes conviction. And if you want to develop strong belief or conviction, you have to take massive action. So the action has to align with the belief. If you want to be a podcaster, you need to act like a podcaster. You need to take the actions of a podcaster. If you want to be a successful podcaster, then you need to take a massive action as a podcaster and challenge yourself to go the distance. If you want to be an athlete, you need to challenge yourself to push your body at a rate that's healthy, but also pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. It really just takes deciding what you want to do. What is your goal? What is the bottom line? What do you want to chase? I'm 32 years old and I'm finding that one of my main goals is financial freedom, financial independence. And I want, you know, since I've set that goal a few years ago, I've been finding myself feeling compelled to want to start businesses and do different things like that, but they seem it the idea seems so intimidating, but also know that I can spend more time being intimidating and fearing, you know, starting the business, or I can actually start the business and fail as much as I need to, be successful or productive as much as I need, and actually do something with the time. Too many of us, we talk we talk about how we don't feel like doing this or we don't have the time and we don't have the money. And, you know, you can deceive yourself all you want to. You can lie to yourself all you want to, but recognize that the time is still going to pass. You are still going to get older and, you know, it's up to you. So, you know, with myself, I realized that I'm... Oh, you know, I'll be 40 in eight years and it's so important for me to start preparing for my future and preparing for, you know, what life will be like in my 50s and 60s and 70s. So all the work and all the hardcore sweating and bleeding and whatever it is that I have to do, I have to start doing that now. I've been doing that for years, but the past maybe four or five years has been about lots of maturity and spiritual maturity and mental maturity, emotional acuity, and just like all of the things. And 
Now I'm ready to take action. Now I'm starting to feel more confident. And it's the same way with you. You have to develop that attitude that you can do anything. Because if you don't believe you don't, you simply won't. And you'll just pass the time. You'll get older, be counterproductive, and your unexpressed potential turns to depression. Think about it. Walter Anderson said, bad things do happen. How I respond to them defines my character and the quality of my life. I can choose to sit in perpetual sadness, immobilized by the gravity of my loss, or I can choose to rise from the pain and treasure the most precious gift I have, life itself. It really took me a long time to recognize that no one's going to rescue me but me. You know, I've been someone in the past that has devoted so much of my life to being a broken, hurt, dysfunctional, you know, empty feeling, abandoned little boy whose mama gave him up and, you know, felt like he grew up in a pack of wolves and just, you know, just blame, blame, you know, why, why me? It's just like all of that. And I had to really do a lot of introspective thinking and being honest with myself, even when it's painful and being just hardcore and soberly honest and just letting myself know that I have a lot of these painful experiences, but they don't have to hold me up. They don't have to be negative. They can be freeing. They can, I can look at them as resources for, you know, growth. So many of us come into these spaces where we're so scared to take a risk and take a chance on us and bet on ourselves because we've been hurt so many times. We've had parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, family, friends, whoever that had told us that we won't amount to much, that we won't do good, that we won't be successful, that we'll always come back, that, you know, when you fail, you can come stay with me and just all like the worst things that you can hear. And, you know, we try to set ourselves up to be comfortable and safe so no one can tell us, I told you so. But you get to live with you. And when you betray and dishonor yourself, you are the first to know about it. You know what I mean? Like I said, I've been talking about doing this podcast for almost four years and I spent so much time talking about why or how it can go wrong. And, you know, I had a bad habit of wanting to commit to things because if I can't get immediate validation or recognition about it right off top or anybody tell me good job or attaboy and different things like that right off top, I don't want to give my time to it. Doing something like building a podcast requires you to be disciplined, to be committed, to be driven, to say that you're going to upload content on this day and being a person of your word and fulfilling said obligation and to be honest and give your all to the very people that you want to impact, reach, and, you know, people to trust you. So it's really taken a lot of growth and discomfort and change on my part, but with me producing content, with me holding myself accountable, with me receiving love and support from you guys and just 
everything that's going into the mix, I'm allowing myself to build more and more confidence and more and more experience in doing this. And in this, in me doing this, this opens up the world of possibility for other things that I want to do, other things that I want to partake. And, you know, and let me know that I can be consistent, that I can commit, that I can adopt and develop habits and that I can very well be self-disciplined. And it is the same with you. You have to get in the habit of releasing I can't from your vocabulary. It's important that you create awareness of the disempowering language, the disempowering behavior, the disempowering influences or people in your life and get rid of them. So many of us still fail to understand that as people, you cannot determine what your brain, you know what I'm saying, what programs you, everything that you come in contact with programs you and affects you because your brain's only job is to keep you safe and it needs to assess every single person, event, or situation that you come in contact with. And if everybody around you lacks confidence, if everybody around you, if everybody around you don't want to do anything with their life, don't want to be anything, wants to be average, happy with mediocrity, then it'll make you more comfortable and wanting to settle for less and wanting to blend in and wanting to get lost in the crowd. You have to understand that your brain is the master problem solver. You know, the words that you think and speak They affect your body. They affect your biology. So when you use words like you can't and you you won't and you wish you could and all those different things, you set yourself up to be at a a disadvantage. And again, you're automatically creating your reality. You're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. Craig D. Lounsborough said, we focus on the reasons why we can't at the expense of the far greater reasons why we can So many of us feel like our dreams and our goals and the things that we want to do in life are outlandish because we're around people that don't even have goals. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, like, ask everyone that you know. Ask all your friends, ask your parents, ask your, ask your siblings, your favorite cousins, your co-workers, everyone that you know or spend the most time with or talk to on the phone most frequently with. Ask them what their goals are and you'll find that most people don't have goals. Studies actually showed that 90%, no, excuse me, 86% of people don't have goals. You know what I mean? 86% of people go throughout the year and don't have actual goals. They're just living and existing with no target to aim at and no goals, nothing to grow them, expand them, nothing to challenge them, to move them out of their comfort zone, nothing to trigger them to reinvent themselves, to solve problems more effectively, to become a quicker thinker, a deeper thinker, you know, a brighter spirit, a brighter thinker. Dr. Seuss, his very first book was rejected 27 times by 27 different publishers. Now, how many of us know someone that could withstand that kind of rejection? How many of us know someone that has that kind of belief in their work and their talent to endure that kind of challenge? I don't either. You know what I mean? Walt Disney was fired from his job, his uh, his animation job, because they said he lacked imagination and good ideas. 
And we think that, you know, that was bad and that was so unfortunate. They didn't understand him and they lost out. And the truth is, they did lose. But at the same time, they had to free him. He had to go through what he had to go through so he could burn brighter and work harder and, and execute to deliver on what he said he could deliver on. Oprah got fired from her job publicly because they didn't like the way that she looked. You know what I mean? Because of her physical appearances and because they said that she got too invested with the stories that she would cut. She was covering. I remember seeing a few interviews where she talked about how there were families that were in fires or tornadoes, different things like that. And after, you know, they get their segment and cover their story, she would go buy them blankets and food and send them cards and different things like that. And her boss would yell at her, talking about, what are you doing? If you can't be that invested and you have to be more, you know, disinvested. And it just felt inauthentic. It felt fake. It didn't align with who she was, but in them firing her, it freed her up to go chase her dream, to go do what she's supposed to be doing, to go do what she's been doing for almost 60 years. Lucille Ball had a massive reputation for the beginning, for a lot of her career in the beginning, for starring or being in B-list films, films that weren't quite the main production or the box office you know, movies or different things like that, just more so B-list, kind of second tier. But it took her and her husband to, you know, perform vaudeville shows repeatedly, and their show was actually discovered and turned into I Love Lucy. You know what I mean? Like, she had to persevere. She had to persist. She had to trust that what she felt was not a lie. It was a mirage. People probably told her, it wasn't going to work. Y'all probably dreaming. He got it wrong, but she did it any damn way. Rochelle E. Goodrick said, four-letter words have always offended me. I cringe at hearing them. Can't, don't, and won't are the worst. I also can't help but notice that as a people, it's so natural, so natural, just as natural as we talk and walk that we're able to talk ourselves out of our dreams, out of the things that we love and, you know, the things that inspire us, the things that set a fire inside of us. We're, it's so easy for us to talk ourselves out of it. It's so easy for us to talk about all the different things that can go wrong. And it's like the options are things could go wrong or you can age and do nothing and still pass the time. You know what I mean? That's the reason, you know, when I hear people make fun of musicians or, you know, music artists and stuff like that, when it's like, yeah, you're 40 and still trying to rap. And it's like, yeah, but in the same breath, you're not happy with your job either. You've chosen something that's probably safe, but this person is taking a swing at it. They're going for it. They could possibly not make it, but they won't have any regrets. You, I can see you've been living with regret for a long time, and that'll be the difference between you and them. And when it comes to taking that swing and going forward and taking that leap, you can't make no apologies about it. You can't give a shit about what anyone's going to think. You got to be prepared for people to want to talk you out of it. You have to be prepared to learn on the job. And you can't worry about what can and can go wrong because you don't know what the journey is going to be about. Any failure 
or, you know, any misfortune or whatever that can happen in between time, it's happening for you. It's happening to shape you. It's happening to grow you. And if you're still struggling to see your painful experiences that way, then it's going to take you a lot longer to get about the business to make a, take an action. You know, a lot of people tell you that you need to fake it until you make it. But I feel like that can be bad advice because I feel like that creates more imposters. It creates people that can fake the confidence and fake things. But when they actually get where they're going, they're scared to perform under the pressure now. Now you have to commit full time. Now you have to be all in. You have to go full out. And you've never believed in yourself in the beginning. You faked it this far to get here. You know, it was some talent, it was some sense of self-belief, but it hasn't resonated yet, so you still feel like a fraud. And I feel like that kind of thinking creates imposters, but it really takes you sacrificing the I can't, I won't, I wish I could, the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and doing something about it. Like I told y'all before, my mom is 64, and I'm just so proud of the fact that she's talked about having a restaurant for years, but now she's doing it. You know what I mean? You're never too old to get it done. You're never, you can never be too young to get started. But you have to put yourself out there. You have to take the risk because it's your life and you're going to age anyway. Maya Angelou said, I'm convinced of this. Good done anywhere is good done everywhere. For a change, start by speaking to people rather than walking by them like they're stones that don't matter. As long as you're breathing, it's never too late to do some good. A very bad and dreadful habit, and I've been guilty of this myself in the past, I cannot lie, that we as humans that have when it comes to you know, the way we assess and evaluate each other or judge each other is that we give each other too much crap for being older when we're achieving success. You know, when we're older, we're in our 40s or our 50s and we're just not getting on or taking off. We're quick to be like, yeah, you finally made it. And the thing is, it doesn't get, it doesn't matter how long it takes for you to get where you're going, you know? Stan Lee, he was barely, just barely 39 when he created his first hit comic book, um, the, ten, the Fantastic Four. Y'all know the comic book, The Fantastic Four. You know what I mean? This was right before he turned 39. And then right after that, he started creating Spider-Man and X-Men in the coming years after that. And he hit it big and his life changed. And you know, it's not just him, it's tons of people. And it, a lot of time, it really takes you doing the research because a lot of times it's like you're feeling, you feel like you're the only one or you don't know anyone. Read a good book like Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich is full of diamonds, you know, in terms of learning about people who have achieved success early, people who have achieved success fairly young, you know, people who have achieved success in their middle age and in their old age, like Henry Ford, R.H. Macy, the guy that runs the Macy stores, who, you know, who did pretty good, who did pretty well in his career, but his career didn't really take off till he started creating Macy stores. 
You know what I mean? Samuel L. Jackson was 43. Before that, he had, you know, minor roles, nothing really major, but he was 43 when he got his first major award-winning role in Jungle Fever. You know, Esther Rowe was 53 when she got her role on Good Times. 53. You know, you just never know when the moment is going to come, but you have to get prepared. You have to do your due diligence. You have to do your work. You have to execute. I'm somebody that's, I've spent a lot of my life, you know, envying and, you know, envying other singers and musicians because I'm a musician myself, but I had such a bad habit for such a long time of, I wish I could do that. Oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, I could do that just as good as she does. I could do that just as good as he does. And I can write songs just like that too. And oh, I wish I would have wrote that song. But just being a hater, being a sucker, and just not putting myself first or respecting what it is that I bring or what it is that I do or what it is that I have and who it is that I am. And maybe you're doing the same thing. You're not respecting your gangster. You're not respecting who you are. Sam Walton, the dude that, you know, created Walmart, that, you know, everybody knows Walmart. He was 44 when he first founded Walmart in 1962. Y'all probably didn't even know Walmart been around that dog all long, but 44. You know what I mean? So many of us get in that place where we feel like we're in our late 20s, we're in our early 30s, we're in our late 30s, on our 40s, and the clock is just ticking and we're running out of time to be, become successful, to take off, to do whatever. And it's, if that's what you believe, then that will be the prophecy that you created. But if you give yourself all the time in the world that you need to develop and do your thing, you will make it. If you do the things that are in alignment with your goals, that are in alignment with your soul contract, you will make it. You will be exceedingly successful. Everybody's probably not designed or destined to be a public figure or a celebrity or famous in the traditional sense, but maybe you're supposed to be a major figure in your local area, in your city, in your state, in your school in your parish or in your township, what have you. You know what I mean? Maybe you're supposed to just make a mark where you are. Maybe you won't be an international success, but if you're a local success, if you're able to change lives, if you're able to inspire people, you've done your job. That's you comparing yourself to other people. And comparison is the thief of joy. You're never too young to get started. You know what I mean? I love how nowadays... There are so many more conversations about teaching our kids about entrepreneurship and capitalism, socialism and finances, accounting and different things like that. Like, y'all, I just read Rich Dad, Poor Dad like about a month and a half ago and it changed my effing life. And if I would have read that book before I graduated high school, I cannot 100% say that I would have went to college. And I don't have anything against education. I don't have anything against school because I'm a lover of school. When the time is right, I still feel like I may go back and give me a degree of some sort. I'm just not taking out no financial aid or no loans to do. That ain't happening again. But I would have made some different decisions. You know what I mean? But... It, what that wasn't the way it was supposed to go. And now I know what I know. 
I can be better for today. I can't live in the past. And it's the same way with you. You probably feel like if you would have been in a better school, if you would have lived in a better neighborhood, maybe if your parents would have been able to send you to school with clean clothes or a full stomach or calm hair, that you would be better off, that you wouldn't lack or suffer from low self-esteem in your life right now. And maybe that's how it started out. But it doesn't have to stay that way. It doesn't have to end that way. It just takes you deciding who you want to be. If you want to be glamorous, act glamorous. Don't worry about how people perceive you. What people think of you is not none of your business. You have to also be prepared for when you start to make big moves, when you start to take off, when you start to become successful, when people start to notice your hard work, there will be people that will feel invalidated by your success will feel like they should get some type of stake in your success they will feel like you can't be satisfied and you're trying to upstage them unconsciously you know or consciously a lot of people feel like your ambition can kind of upstage them and it could be so unfair but that's not about you I feel like in my life I've had so much good news. I felt like people have raised me and groomed me to work so hard and be such a hard worker to be who I am. And when it came to me being the person I want to be and being the change that I want to see, when I was finally able to start to share good news that aligned with that identity and aligned with that reality, people didn't want to hear it. People didn't want to care. When I started, when I got outside of my box and actually started creating music and putting music out, you know what I'm saying? Even creating this podcast, people didn't care. People wanted to start other conversations, get quiet on the phone. And, you know, it felt like it was some type of betrayal happening that I didn't realize that was happening. But I had to learn that when you start to do what's best for you and, you know, follow your goals and follow your dreams, other people can find offense to that because it shows to them that you found a way to make the most of this experience. You are making progress in this experience in a way that I haven't, but I haven't figured out how to yet. And that betrays me, that dishonors me because it makes me feel dumb. It makes me feel not good enough. It makes me feel like I got something wrong or that I don't have everything that I need or that I'm imperfect or whatever, some type of security, insecurity, or shame. And again, that's not about you too. I had to step away from everything that I knew so I could get my shit together because I've been asking myself, who the hell am I without my family? Who the hell am I without all the influences, all the family, friends of the family, all my friends, all the people that have been in my life my whole life? Who would I be if I stepped away from all that and started over from scratch? Are they an extension of me or am I an extension of them? asking myself those kind of questions and it became clear and more clear that I need to put myself first and that I need to take a risk. You know, so many of us, we want to be loyal. We want to hold everybody else down and be where everybody else can find us and see us and be overly accessible and answering a call on the first ring and showing up to everything because we have this fear of missing out and all this other stuff and the thing the thing is you probably have a parent who's getting old right now and 
You know, maybe they're not doing well. Maybe they're doing well. But the thing is, if they're, you know, they're doing well, you have to set yourself up so you're doing well like them when you get there. And if you're not taking any action, if you're not working on your dreams or goals, then you're going to age and get older and be more and more unfulfilled. You're going to become more and more scared to take action and more and more scared to put yourself out there and face failure, face rejection, face getting it wrong, face, you know, people thinking, you know, that you messed up or whatever like that. But it's not a, it's not about how many times you messed up. It's about what you actually end up doing, what takes off. Because if you can fail 50 times, but you know, that 51st time your book gets published, the world isn't gonna care about the 50 times you didn't get published. That's just your experience. That's just your story. You know what I mean? Especially if you're in a position right now where no one's paying attention to you, you have all the room in the world to create and get it wrong. There's no pressure. No one's paying you. You can just grow and learn and fail and figure it out if you have a YouTube channel and you're still trying to find your message, you're trying to find what it is that you want to talk about. Maybe you started out talking about fashion, then you moved over into something more health-related. Then you started talking about something dealing with branding or whatever like that. Give yourself room to grow. Give yourself room to figure it out. So many of us, we want to get on and take off so quick and inherit all the responsibility and scrutiny and we don't know who we are. And then when it happens, we don't know how to replicate the recipe. We don't know how to repeat the process. And now we don't know who to be. We don't know what to do and we don't know how to go about being giving of ourselves to other people. You got to understand that people are going to talk about you to the day that you die. So don't spend any more time or any more years not doing what you're supposed to do. Life is too short and you need to respect yourself more. There is the last segment. I want to thank y'all again for making it through the three segments and staying through to learn with us. Like I tell y'all all the time, these episodes are so crucial to me because there's something that I get to learn over and over. These are things that I get to listen to for myself because I'm not perfect and nor do I want to be. And every chance that I have to listen to them, I get to learn and deepen the lesson, deepen my association with an idea or an understanding and I get to become greater. I get to invest in myself. And it's the same thing with you. You have to find the ways that you can invest in yourself and make yourself better. You have to believe in yourself. You know, it might feel like a lot of work. It might feel hard to do. You know, it might keep you up a lot of late nights. It might have you working an extra job. It might have you with two or three side hustles. It might mean you have to get started with opening or starting a business by yourself with a workload and a list of things that need to get done and you're going to need help with. But, you know, you can't afford that or manage that with other people right now financially. So, You have to get started with yourself. It really takes understanding that self-belief isn't just a concept, but it really is an attitude. Self-belief is an attitude. And you can't have the expectation of people believing in 
you or what you do more than you do. Sometimes it's like that. So you can internalize that courage and that strength from them when you're not able to give it to yourself. But that should not be the lasting standard. If you know that you're someone who wants to accomplish great, wonderful, and incredible things, you have to have a confidence. You have to have a spirit and energy that mirrors the very goal that you're pursuing, that you're trying to accomplish. Know that God wouldn't give you those ideas, those goals that you have if you didn't have all the muscles inside and out to do that, to carry them out and to see them through. Maybe you're a comedian or a performer, a musician, a fashion designer, and you've been throwing shows, you've been having performances, you've been having all types of gatherings and events, and you just feel like they won't, you won't feel accomplished or you can't be proud of yourself until you have a full house or until a certain amount of people come so you can feel good about yourself. But you don't need that. You need to feel good about yourself anyway, even if it's a bust, even when no one shows up because you're doing the hard thing. You're doing something that 95% of people won't and don't do. You're doing the hard work. You're allowing yourself to be different and not be common. You're allowing yourself not to get caught up in the ease of the naysayers and you know that's going to fail and no one's going to show up and you know you can hear those things and not be triggered or not be aggravated because you know those things don't amount to who you are and those things doesn't signify your success. Your belief in yourself that is a component of your success. So, you know, I hope you can think about these things and internalize a sense of courage and pull it together. Anyway, welcome to the air segment where we challenge you to take action and to really get in the groove of accomplishing your dreams, whether you're doing one a week or one every week or all of them all together. Start small and don't overwhelm yourself, but it's important that you implement these and take action now. The very first uh, letter is E, enable. Enable yourself to grow. Enable yourself to be different. Enable yourself to be open to new ideas and know that you don't have to take everyone's advice all the time. You don't have to explain yourself all the time. Enable yourself to know that Everyone's not always going to support you. Everyone isn't always going to give you their money or give you their support because you're their friend or relative or lover or anything else. You have to move like it's just you against the world and not like in a way where you, you know, you got to do it by yourself. Most times you have to do most of it by yourself. But if you work hard and long enough, you'll find that God will start to put you around the people, other people that have similar visions to you, as you, that have similar goals, and you will align and your energy will multiply and grow exponentially and you will come to achieve things that you want to achieve. But you have to enable yourself to expand and look at things differently, change your perception. You have to enable yourself to feel good when you want to feel good and not let yourself feel good according to how business is today, whether you hit your quota with the money that you want to make, whether, you know, 
so-and-so is going to show up to a meeting that you have or whatever. Enable yourself to feel good no matter what's going on. Enable yourself to feel good the day before so when you wake up, you're already in the flow and you're grateful for a brand new day because so many of us take this for granted and we think we can just piss our way through our days and feel aggravated and feel like it's not up to our liking and our standing and we can't live in the miracle of what it is to be human and be alive at this time. The next letter, ratify, meaning to confirm or approve. Ratify your own dreams and ideas. If you want to write a book, don't wait for five people or all your best friends to approve before you submit it to your publisher or wait for everyone to green light your, you know, your pilot for TV that you want to write. Don't wait for everyone to tell you or enough people to, you know, agree and feel like you should start a podcast or start your music career or quit your job or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Ratify your own stuff. Approve your own stuff. If you feel like you need to lose weight or get in better shape, don't wait for people or look for validation from people to agree just so you can feel compelled. Do it because you want to goddamn do it. If you want to sell your new car so you can get a cheaper used car, just so you can save money, just so you can go to the studio or so you can afford daycare, so you can work on your business or whatever it is that you need to do, do it. And the last letter, A, alert. Alert yourself of all the opportunities that are around you to do the thing you want to do. There's so many opportunities and people around you that you don't even realize God has planted there to help you whenever you are ready. Uh, I think it might have been Dan Millman, I'm not sure, but some, a wise person said that when the student is ready, a teacher will appear. You know, so alert yourself of all the things that you need to take advantage of. Realize that there are opportunities all around you to get started with the thing that you want to do. God has just been waiting on you. You have been waiting on you. The higher self in you has been waiting for you to get in and catch your drift and get started. Alert yourself of the fact that when it comes to being the person that you've always known yourself to be, of chasing and accomplishing the dreams that you've had since you were a kid or for 20, 30 plus years, that it's not going to always be easy. And sometimes you're going to have to sweat. We measure so much of our confidence and self-esteem by our ability to get through some of the most challenging things without having to sweat or bleed. There are people right now that are measuring their confidence in school because they're trying to get their master's or their PhD. And every time they get a C or every time they're not doing as well as they want to, their whole confidence has taken a hit because they had to get a C that would compel them to come harder and get the A next time. Did all that and allow yourself to be reinvented. Be more patient with yourself. More patient, make that clear. <laughs> so there we are, enable ratify and alert i hope it's my hope and prayer that you guys continue to share these episodes and pass this information around and share this content it really helps the podcast in addition to donating whatever you can to help the podcast it's all much appreciated but more than anything your listening ear is the most valuable and i appreciate you being here every week Every Wednesday and Friday, that means the world to me. That is priceless. That is irreplaceable. In the next episode, we will be talking about the law of attraction and how 
you know, how it can definitely be a friend, how it can definitely help us a great deal when we learn and understand it more and, you know, study it a little bit too. So many of us, it can sound like, ooh, esoteric nonsense and all of that. And that's your decision. That's your choice. That's your prerogative. But if you don't understand that there are laws of certain principles, higher principles at play, at work, laws of physics that are at play and at work that are much bigger than you are and constantly in play, then you will be setting yourself up to lose consistently. So there's that. And before I leave, I want to leave you with this thought. You are beautiful. You are enough. You are strong and you are tough. Have a good one.